0: show, Sleepover Sleepover Cinema, Cinema, where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early
1: 2000s. I'm Hannah Leach. And I'm Audrey Leach. We are the sister filmmaking duo, also known as Two Pink Pictures, and we haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them. We're
0: going to explore the good, the bad, and the nonsensical of the very often made for TV movies that first inspired our love for film in an attempt to answer the question,
1: Are these movies actually good? And at the end of the day, do we really care if they are? Today, we are talking about 2004's A Cinderella Story. Once upon a time, in a land called
0: Los Angeles, there was a girl named Sam. Order's up! Who lived with her wicked stepmother.
1: There's something I've always wanted to tell you. You're not very pretty, and you're not very bright.
0: So, Audrey, are you excited to watch this movie today? Yes. What are your initial impressions of the fact that we're watching this today?
1: (laughs) You know, it's a rainy day. It's a good day to watch a movie, so that's nice. We're not, like, missing out on good weather. Right. And it's a a good Hillary Duff moment, you know? Yes. Let the rain fall down. I haven't seen... (laughs) I don't think I've seen this one in a few years. Me too. So... And we will circle back to that. But I'm
0: very excited because I have a lot of childhood attachments to this movie, which we will also get into. But before we get into all of that, let's just start with the facts about a Cinderella story. So this movie premiered on July 16th, 2004 and was directed by Mark Rosman. These were the things in his directing history that stood out to me. He directed The Perfect Man, which was... This other Hillary Duff movie that came out in two thousand and five, which I somehow have no awareness of. Do you know about this movie? No. Okay. There's <laughs> the the cover is like Hillary, her mom, and her younger sister. I think.
1: Oh, the perfect man. Yes. Okay. I recently watched, I'm like really obsessed with like video essay, YouTube videos. Oh, yeah, and somebody had posted one about why Hilary Duff only plays herself in all her movies. And that's like the actual like tea of this whole <laughs> thing. But, that's um, interesting. Yeah. Like I, you can I, never think of the her character names. You can only think of yeah. Hillary. What is like her, what was like the thesis of the video? The thesis, oh man, I trying to remember what the title was, but it was just it's just it kind of went through her filmography and called her out for various um like acting tropes that she she does do yeah, the same thing in every she movie. She does the same thing in every movie, which is why you can't distinguish her character from her. And oh, I remember it was because it all circled back to Lizzie McGuire and how wholesome that had to be and how it was basically just her playing herself (laughs) in everything. (laughs) Definitely. Well, we should link to that video in the notes. (laughs) We'll do that. Yeah, and The Perfect Man was included in that. Got it. And that's why I thought of it. So
0: not only did Mark Rosman direct The Perfect Man, but he also directed like a whole season of Lizzie McGuire or like a lot of episodes of Lizzie McGuire. So he was the uh, Hillary Duff Wrangler of choice, it seems to be. And he also directed Life Size, which, you know what, that made me think about hmm. why were all of these movies directed by men?
1: Well, it's just the time, you know, that, that it would have been um, really rare in 2004 for it to have been anybody else. Yeah.
0: I guess yeah. also like if these were kind of at least for Disney or whoever was making them like corporate, we're going to turn this one out type movies, mm-hmm. like they would just go to their like old reliables to direct them. Yeah, probably.
1: yeah. So
0: that's Mark Rosman. The screenplay was written by Lee Dunlap, and this is the thing that I <laughs> wanted to talk about. So she wrote a Cinderella story. She wrote another Cinderella story, the one with <laughs> Selena Gomez. She wrote a Cinderella story, Once Upon a Song. Didn't that was a straight to video one with Lucy Hale in it.
1: <laughs> yes, pretty little liars.
0: Yes. And then a Cinderella story, If the shoe fits, which was in 2019, I think.
1: So like Lee she's Dunlap that is riding Cinderella story,
0: bench. yeah. She's riding this franchise <laughs> out. Like <laughs> she found her niche and she's staying there. That's kind of how I feel about it too. So, on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 12% critic score. Absolutely not. Which is <laughs> abysmal. And a 53% audience score, which was shocking to me. Also low. I was like, that seems really low. But I also feel like if you're the type of person who's, like, going on Rotten Tomatoes to make a review, you're, I feel you're, like like you're really more mad. likely to be mad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that They're hurt always me. always
1: bitter in the IMDb reviews. <laughs> And Letterboxd, oh, actually, Letterboxd is a little more forgiving because I feel like it's some millennials.
0: Yeah, and it's also people that like care more about movies. Yeah, like that are giving more like nuanced reviews probably,
1: or they just love it from childhood, so they're like five stars. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, 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 right. (laughs) Okay, so
0: the plot synopsis of this movie. Routinely exploited by her wicked stepmother, the downtrodden Samantha Montgomery is excited about the prospect of meeting her internet beau at the school's Halloween dance. That's a really bad logline. Is it even a logline? I don't think it is a logline. That's not even a plot synopsis either. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I thought that one was good.
1: Yeah.
0: Can you read the tagline? It's all right.
1: Can you read the (laughs) tagline? Once upon a time. Can happen any time. literally <laughs> horrible. This <laughs> once upon a time dot 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 can happen any time. Yeah,
0: I was like, they really couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> like, that's so it's stupid. It's so vague. It's so generic. The cast of this movie. We have Hilary Duff playing herself, a.k.a. Samantha Montgomery. Basically, We have Chad Michael Murray playing her love interest. We have none other than Jennifer Coolidge playing her stepmother. And Regina King, randomly, is playing her, like, boss at the diner, but, like, her fairy godmother. Fairy godmother, yeah. Um, but the best thing that I came across while looking stuff up for this was that Rupert Grint <laughs> originally was supposed to be in the Chad Michael Murray role, but then he had to drop out. But to me, that makes well, first of all, he had to drop out because of the Prisoner of Azkaban. You know
1: what? It actually does kind of make more sense. Why? Well, maybe in the, maybe in a past rewrite or like before, you know, maybe before they casted Chad Michael Murray, yeah. because I could see a situation where they're kind of both um, like outcasts. Yeah, maybe they're both kind of outcasts, but they're like maybe he's pretending to be someone else. Maybe they're both pretending to be someone else. That yeah. would maybe, what if he was pretending to be like the most I bet popular. I pretending to be Chad
0: Michael Murray. Yeah. Wait, no. We'll have to see if that, that makes sense. That would
1: be. I bet um, that does
0: explain it. Because yeah. you would never put Rupert Grint <laughs> and Chad <laughs> Michael Murray in the same category. <laughs> Meanwhile, so apparently Hilary Duff was like 15 and a half, 16 when she was filming this, which she always seems older than that. So that's weird. Yeah. But I guess Rupert Grint would have been the same age. But even then, like, would he not have been English? Would he have had an American accent? Yeah, pro-
1: I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure he would have had an American accent. I don't think I've ever heard him speak in an American <laughs> accent. No. And based off Emma Watson, he probably shouldn't. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but Daniel Radcliffe's is okay. In what? Like how to succeed and no. that kind of stuff? I don't remember. He sounded really like 90. 90- it was like, hey. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I you are supposed <laughs>
0: to sound like that. Yeah. Anyway, so I really enjoyed imagining what that would have been like. We
1: digress.
0: <laughs> anyway. Speaking of the fact that Rupert Grint was a deeply relevant star, um, this movie came out in the summer of 2004. So what was going on in 2004? I would say that Hilary Duff was probably like the most bankable starlet type for tweens in that year.
1: I feel like that makes sense. Because Lindsay Lohan would be exiting that, basically exiting the tween Yes. Category. Right. Mean Girls
0: and Confessions yeah. came out this year. So I think that I also kind of feel like Lindsay Lohan was like the PG 13 version of Hillary Duff. Yeah. Like she had a little bit more edge to her. At this time, yeah. by this time, yeah. Yeah. And she never had a show on Disney. So she had a no. little bit more freedom. Yeah. Anyway, so there's some other things going on. Napoleon Dynamite came out. (laughs) The big celebrities in the tabloids at the time, and this was, like, still very much in, like, the tabloid pre-social media era, were, like, Jude Law, Orlando Bloom, Jennifer Aniston. Beyonce got her first solo Grammy. Uh, J-Lo got married twice to Ben Affleck and then Mark Anthony. Friends ended, <laughs> This Love by Maroon 5 <laughs> was a big hit, Yes, <laughs> uh, Juicy Couture was in, and Ashley Simpson got caught lip syncing. So in my mind, this era falls really heavily into this personal phase I had, which was that both my grandparents would give me like dozens of people magazines and I would make these really, really elaborate collages with like celebrity images like, I'd be one where I'm like, this is them all wearing red. <laughs> yeah. This is them all with their dogs. Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> honestly,
0: I wish we still had those. I actually do still have some of them. Cause they're kind of
1: like, they really capture a time. Yeah. You
0: know? No, there's um, a sketchbook at mom and dad's house that still has them because I took a bunch of them out of the sketchbook they were in to use them in the set for the play that oh, I wrote right, right. because it's like very much about this kind of cultural thing. So mm-hmm. I've looked through them and they really do hold up. Yeah. Anyway, also you and I were in jazz class together in that era yeah. and we like
1: exclusively danced to Maroon 5 <laughs> and Green Day. And we don't, know why. I don't <laughs> we really, know why. We had no choice in the matter, <laughs> but it's pretty of its time now. Yes. So that's fun.
0: Yes. This movie came out, for me, the summer between third grade and fourth grade. So, for Audrey, it was the summer between first and second grade. What do you remember about this movie from when we were kids?
1: No clue when I first saw it. Um, Probably not for a bit, I would think, until after it came out, maybe. I don't know. know. But the first thing that comes to mind is just Jennifer Coolidge in general. Yeah. Because everything she does is perfect. (laughs) And um, then I was thinking about the... A meme of like Hillary typing on her flip phone and people just like put in whatever they want like on the phone screen yeah 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 so and she's just like lol yeah (laughs) like that's like what she's saying it's really something like that the dress she wears the white you know poofy Uh dress is like life-changing her entrance to the party yes the mean girls outfits yes the All of that yeah. is just like chef's kiss. Yes. And then um, I think what everybody thinks about with this movie is <laughs> the fact that this is a masquerade Halloween party. Dance. Dance. It's like a school dance. Yeah. And she wears the tiniest little mask over her eyes. And Chad Michael Murray doesn't know who she is. <laughs> it's like look at those bangs look at that little poof and curls she has going on you know who that is you cannot pretend (laughs) like that is hillary duff right i totally agree with all those points
0: i feel like for some reason this movie even though i haven't seen it in years and years i can make such a direct line between this movie and so much of like the first creative projects I ever did. Like, I have written down that a combination of this movie and Avril Lavigne's Let Go, (laughs) if you, like, put those two things (laughs) in a blender, it would give you, like, my first real, like, writing project I ever did. Like, when I was in, like, fourth and fifth grade, I wrote this really intense series of, like, it was basically a teen drama show that was, like, punk like skater punk kids in the suburbs being angsty. But then there was like beef with popular people. And I uh, really put a lot of like love and care into this series. And then when we moved uh, in 2007, <laughs> my dad put the stories on a floppy disk because we had to move my disconnected from the Internet. Desktop computer <laughs> and like ancient beige PC. Yeah, it was so <laughs> old. But the keyboard made really good sounds, and I'll never forget yeah. that. But my dad lost the floppy disk, and I don't know where the stories are, and I can still remember the names of the characters and a lot of the plot points. But my lost point is to the world. Yeah, lost to the world. But I can attribute a lot of the inspo to this movie, which makes me kind of scared to watch it because I feel like it's going to make me, like, remember my, like, gross child brain. Mm-hmm. But uh we'll find out. This movie imprinted on my soul the way that <laughs> uh Jacob imprinted on, <laughs> on Bella's child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. Vivid. Very vivid. Anyway, I'm really excited to watch this. I'm sure it will be, like, a tight one hour, 30 minutes. Yeah.
1: And... I really should just mention, though, that Regina King pulls through in this movie. In what way? Like, Well, she's a fairy godmother, so obviously she pulls through. That's, like, her (laughs) plot. But I just feel like she's the sleeper hit (laughs) of this movie. We will find out. I feel like she
0: doesn't really have that much to do in this movie.
1: Mm, No. But she does stand up to Jennifer Coolidge.
0: (laughs) You need to be truly brave to stand (laughs) up to Jennifer Coolidge.
1: (laughs) Anyway... So go ahead, pop yourself some popcorn, go find this movie in whatever illegal means you probably need to, (laughs) and we'll be right back.
0: Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. Slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support.
1: Now back to the show.
0: We are back. We watched a Cinderella story. Woo! And that was really something. Yeah. Bumpy ride. (laughs) It was a bumpy ride, to say the least. It definitely uh, had some surprises in store, some uh, hills and valleys. (laughs) (laughs) What's a negative surprise? (laughs) Disappointments. (laughs) Before we get too decisive with our overall judgments of the movie, uh, let's talk
1: about uh, Audrey. What were some of the parts that you appreciated? I completely forgot about the announcements girl um we don't know her name we're going to a real obscure thing we don't know her name yes uh literally that's the thing that i was like most pleased about is just Uh like that she existed and she was in like probably six different scenes yeah she was like a recurring character yeah but she's i was saying to hannah she's like the original e-girl like and this
0: was the girl who just literally did the announcements but she also was like the the dj at the school dance and stuff
1: I appreciated the placement of Hillary's flip phone on her strappy heel at the dance. Yes, why? It makes sense because she loses her cell phone on the stairs as she's leaving, a la Cinderella fashion. So the phone had to be on the high heel. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I feel like that—that that
0: is so representative of, like, the weird the reaches logic. that this movie makes to, like, make it be Cinderella-ish. Yeah. Cause it's really not that Cinderella ish. No, Mostly just beca- the setup, I guess, is the setup is, and like I, I don't know it. it
1: I didn't like it, but um, um, I have more. You please keep going. Um, the honestly well integrated, I would say, shots of screens in this movie. Yeah, I agree. Some of their screen usage is better than what people are doing today. it's better than what they do now, by far. Because, I mean, it it is more analog looking, Mm -hmm. but the computer screens and the flip phone screens are, like, really nostalgic now. But they're also just well done in general. I agree.
0: We were watching and we were like, wow, this is the origin of the teen plot revolving around texting on screen. Yeah. And it was better. I mean, it was better than, like, the half of it or like any of these movies that are yeah. coming out now.
1: I would prefer to see the screen and hear a voiceover like they do in this movie than yes. have to read this like scrolling graphic on screen. Yeah, I
0: agree. And and a lot of their t- <laughs> a lot of their talking, it wasn't even voiceover. It was literally Hilary Duff typing it and being like, you <laughs> next or whatever. She goes,
1: L-O-L. Yeah laugh out loud. <laughs>
0: Uh, Okay, what else do you have on your list? And
1: then last thing, (laughs) the last thing that I Mm appreciated, obviously, is Jennifer Coolidge. Yes. um, And everything she does in this movie. Everything she wears, everything she says, and everything she does. Yes. I will pick up on my appreciating
0: the movie starting with Jennifer Coolidge. I kind of feel like in this movie, she feels like a character from a different cartoon. But she's she's on a different level. Which is like kind of what she's like all the time. Mm -hmm. But especially in this, especially because Hilary Duff has like the acting range of like a doorknob. Me in like fifth grade. <laughs> yeah. Like Audrey and I were sitting there and we were watching this scene where they're sitting in Hillary Duff's bedroom and it's Jennifer Coolidge sitting on the bed with her telling her she ain't getting into Princeton,
1: being hilarious. <laughs> and Hillary's just like playing it totally straight. She's playing it so straight, but like even worse than that because she's just like a brick wall and it's just dead silence. And then she's like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm
0: so Jennifer Coolidge is like, wanna <laughs> wanna cookie. I can't do her voice. Yeah. Can you do her voice?
1: You're gonna no, I don't think so.
0: I'm I'm not gonna force you to but I was curious. Some <laughs> I've never really tried good at it. I can't do it. I though. could
1: probably try, but only <laughs> with like a legally blonde line. Right, right. I also appreciated
0: Fiona. So, Fiona is Jennifer Coolidge's character's name. Her house, she has this really ridiculous trim. There's like this weird motif with the cut with like salmon and salmon colored things, which is very of the now, very on trend. But she was amazing and hilarious. There's this whole chase scene in the car where. She's she, just gotten her Botox done. She's just gotten her done. Botox done. So she's making this, like, ridiculous face while driving, <laughs> which, like, doesn't even make sense that she'd be making that face. But because it's her, you're it's like. It's the highlight. It's honestly the highlight. It's very funny. <laughs>
1: it Also, it, it's not believable at all that um, Sam Montgomery's dad would marry Fiona. It's not
0: believable. I agree. Well, but in the flashback, she's not like this weird, like, 2000s bimbo yeah. yet. She's like, she has brown hair and glasses.
1: Yeah, which also is like, what? But Don't
0: you know brown hair and glasses <laughs> equals good person?
1: It means you're either ugly or a good person. That's it. <laughs>
0: Except Hillary Duff's a good person and
1: blonde. Yeah. But that's
0: that's the exception. She's not like other girls. She's not like other girls, which is what this movie revolves around. <laughs> yeah. 100%. So, so explicitly, it... It there is so much in this movie that's insane that we have to get to, parts that are worse now. I believe that the how dated is it slash problematic elements column gets its own column, yeah. and this is just parts that are worse now.
1: Yeah, everything. <laughs> Literally, the whole thing was ass. It was um, not good because yeah, the the as kids we were so like ready, willing, and able to cut Hillary Duff so much <laughs> slack. Yeah, for, for some reason because we just. Accepted her into our homes on television and, like, we loved her, you know? Yeah. Um, but in movies, it just doesn't work the same way.
0: Yeah. This movie doesn't really have a lot of, like, zany, like, I just fell in front of everyone in the cafeteria. Yeah. Like, which it's, is Lizzie McGuire. Which is Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. And this movie <laughs> just requires a lot more, like, self-seriousness, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Which she does, it but, like... itself pretty seriously, yeah.
1: minus Jennifer Coolidge. Right, which is still such a weird casting choice. Like, why was it her? Like, I'm glad it yeah. was, but, like... I mean, I kept saying as we were watching, like, replace Hillary with Lindsay Lohan in this scene. And I'm not even necessarily saying that she's the right person for it, but it would be elevated so much. Her the delivery would at least have some meaning <laughs> to yeah. it. I feel like she would really escalate it to, like, a
0: confessions of a teenage drama queen level yeah. though. Like I don't really know how good she is at playing non dramatic characters because even in Freaky Friday her whole thing is that she's like ha- like that she has no perspective.
1: Well, Mean Girls she's
0: she's not really oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I guess you're right.
1: Yeah. If you picture a mean girl's Lindsay Lohan in in this. Yeah, I guess that's true. She could pull it off. We know that. She could pull it off,
0: but it wouldn't be like her most memorable work. No,
1: but I was really feeling like the mean girl, Shelby, is a stand in Megan Fox. and Yes. Yeah. That's a good point. And also, it's funny
0: you say that because Shelby in this movie, who's the mean girl, is the mean girl in Freaky Friday also.
1: yeah. And they, I'm sure they were up for all the same stuff, mm-hmm. but this girl sh- who plays Shelby, she just doesn't have the same seem energy as me. No, she doesn't seem as mean. She seems more insecure. Yeah, Megan Fox is just like she's too like pretty, ironclad, <laughs>
0: hot, and confident. Yeah, this girl's not so much like that. Okay, what else about things that are worse now?
1: All the physical gags, pretty much. I don't enjoy. Actually, I don't think I've ever been a physical gag person. What do you mean by physical gag? Like, the stepsisters going into the car wash Oh yeah, and every time someone falls or when the water splashes on Sam's friend. Like slapstick. Yeah, slapstick. I've I've never really been like that into slapstick. There's some good
0: Jennifer Coolidge slapstick. Yeah, she's
1: the only one who pulls (laughs) it off. Yeah, Everyone else is just like, wah, wah. Right, I agree. I feel like the entire... Plot surrounding Chad Michael Murray's character is too overdone. I don't know. Overdone is not even the word. So, what is what are
0: you referring to when you say the plot surrounding him? So,
1: I realize that High School Musical is a movie that came after this one, but it's a Troy Bolton plot, but with less—believe it or (laughs) not—less legitimate problems than Troy Bolton. Yes, like his his. Problem in this movie is that his dad wants him to go to USC and that he wants a girlfriend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's <Yeah>. Hillary Duff? <laughs> yeah, it actually doesn't make any sense because he ends up going to USC. No, they go to Princeton. No, they both go to no, Princeton. Mine. It doesn't make sense because playing football <laughs> in high school and going to Princeton have nothing to do with each other. It's like that's fine.
1: Also, it's, it's an f- Ivy. Yes. <laughs> like, what? and they're also, like, you can't be smart.
0: It, I feel like the only reason why it's Princeton in this movie is because the word prince is in
1: it. Correct. That like is the only reason. That is the only link to a Cinderella story other than the fact that she works for her stepmother and her yes. dad is dead. Well, there's other links.
0: There's others, but it's not it's like it's the most on the nose yeah. connection though. Yeah, it's like really beating you over the head with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a whole little section about Chad Michael Murray later on. <laughs>
1: yeah, I have I've one more thing okay. that's worse. It's basically the Shelby, Sam, I always, what's the, what's Chad's character's Austin. name? Austin. Austin, yeah. Shelby, Sam, Austin plot. It's like poorly written Regina George, Katie Heron, Aaron Samuels.
0: Yes, I agree. Just terribly written version. I totally agree, and that actually. Yeah. So this feeds into where my things that are worse starts uh-huh. off. So you realize that you're supposed to like Austin for some reason. You're like supposed to <laughs> you're think. Supposed to really buy. That you're supposed he's a to good buy guy. into him. You're, you're supposed to think he's like a good guy, but <laughs> like he is such an <laughs> asshole. He's cheating on his girlfriend. Virtually with With words with (laughs) Hillary Duff emotionally cheating on her for god knows how long, and then he publicly dumps his girlfriend (laughs) at the diner with her whole friend group there because she was like, Anything you can say to me, you can say in front of my peeps. (laughs) So so he's like,
1: Okay, I'm breaking up with you, yeah,
0: and then when he talks (laughs) about. The reasons the reasons why he wants to break up with her are <laughs> disgusting, which we will get to later. But the main Ooh. thing that bothers me <laughs> in the plot construction is that when you think of this movie, you think that, like, the dance happens, like, two-thirds of the way through, probably. It's like the 30-minute mark. It's like the 30-minute mark. But the thing that makes that even more insane is that before you think... I remembered this movie as, like, you are in the trenches of this internet relationship (laughs) for, like, a while. It's, like, five minutes. (laughs) You get one three-minute montage of them being, like, I'm typing poetry into AOL, (laughs) instant messenger. And then the whole rest of the movie, they're either trying to find each other or they're not even talking because she loses
1: her phone at the dance so they don't even text. I could have been way more into it if they spent time, like, solidifying why they like each other. Via, yeah, there's no the internet.
0: They know ne- Yeah, I totally agree. And they never talk about like Sam has her weird <laughs> best friend who seems yeah. to get her. She okay. has all of her work friends like why does she need us Aust- why does she need Austin? Why does she need this guy
1: to talk to who's literally it's, just a rando? How did they find each other in the first place? They found each other in the Princeton chat room. Oh um, right. And he's like a a link to her dad because like, her dad is the one who Oh my god, says, you're right. Yeah, her dad is the one who's like go where the princes go, to Princeton also follow your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then dies in an earthquake. And then dies in an earthquake. <laughs> and Moments then, afterward. So yeah, so Princeton is her connection to her dad. So, so the, what you mean, What daddy you mean? issues. She has daddy
0: issues. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. That, that makes sense. <laughs> Um, okay, there's a couple more things on my bad list. Again, with the, the writing, the drought plot line is most ha- most is the <laughs> most, most the drought plot line is the most half-assed thing I've ever seen. They bring up the drought in the first three minutes, and then they bring it up one in more the time. Final monologue. Well, in the final monologue, it comes up, and when Hilary Duff goes <laughs> to the locker room and calls out Chad Michael Murray, she's like, "Waiting for you is like waiting for rain in this drought."
1: Useless and disappointing. Right. Also, I just realized the end of this movie is supposed to resolve the drought issue because it rains. Oh, you just got that. Their love ends the drought. Their Their, not
0: even their love. Their public making out. That should have been the
1: tagline. Love ends the drought. Love drought by Beyonce. Love (laughs) drought. That should have been the movie tagline instead of. Once Alexa. upon a time can happen any time. <laughs> this shit makes no sense.
0: <laughs> it should be like something with Princeton and instant rhyming oh. and messenger. Something.
1: Princeton messenger. Princeton messenger.
0: <laughs> that should have been one
1: of their usernames.
0: Prince. Princeton. Princeton. <laughs> Princeton messenger. What? <laughs> We're going to sell that to Princeton, <laughs> their uh, their off-brand communication platform, Princeton yeah. Messenger. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Um, the very, very, very bizarre plot device where for some reason they stage like a devised theater piece <laughs> exposing.
1: I'm like, is this like a
0: pep rally? They're like, at a pep rally. And then the mean girl is like, all right. Here's my skit about my boyfriend cheating on me. And then she, like... It's just
1: like Princess and the Frog. It's so... Oh, analogy. I, didn't, I didn't
0: even put that together.
1: Yeah, and they have this two stepsisters acting out, it's Sam so... and Austin, which is also very weird. Like, why are you making the one stepsister do, like, drag? <laughs> yeah i had that thought too i was like this is kind of weird also there's siblings like can we
0: just right i didn't even think (laughs) of that that's very uh very we have a skit with limited casting (laughs) options
1: like we relate but we 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 don't approve
0: (laughs) (laughs) um I really, really, really hated the line at the end where when Hillary Duff and Chad are making out and her friend no. <laughs> goes, You gotta love high school. <laughs> I it's was like, like, This is the worst thing I don't ever. I think you do, actually. Because <laughs> that's not what it's like, literally at all.
1: The two stepsisters are just not, I, I feel like there's no reason. Why they couldn't have been popular. Why do we need them as a vehicle between Hillary Duff and her right. instant messaging? Like they the sisters have to go to the popular girls to like convince them. Yeah. To embarrass her. Yeah, it seems like it would have made so
0: much more sense to if the stepsisters were like were these two the like group. hot popular girls. Yeah. But instead they're like these actual freaks yeah they're (laughs) like (laughs) legit
1: but they're rich freaks so So it's really weird just because they're Jennifer Coolidge's daughters (laughs) (laughs) um they had to be weird but they totally didn't have to be weird.
0: Oh, I forgot to mention that there's a very, very heavily gay-coded uh, synchronized oh. swimming coach in the beginning. Yeah, and I was like Jennifer Coolidge, gay-coded swim coach. Th- this is this the scene is, I want to be in.
1: Yeah, that was like the moment, and everything after that after downhill. It
0: was literally the first scene of the movie.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: so <laughs> now we are entering the dangerous territory. The dangerous territory of how dated slash problematic is this movie. A lot. I, th- <laughs> I think that there are movies that are have aged worse. Oh yeah, but for sure. In this genre, it's probably one of the worst ones. Okay, yeah. I'm saying that. <laughs> no, a Cinderella story is the most <laughs> problematic movie of all time. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, but like, okay, <laughs> so cancel Cinderella story. Cancel it. <laughs> really, what I would say is there's three subcategories of, of
1: let's rethink.
0: this. Of, let's rethink this. And they are fatphobia, uh, racism, and the and mic Homophobia. There's no real homophobia in it.
1: I would say there was a moment where, during the um, teenage girls line up for Chad Michael Murray's approval. I
0: don't think. <laughs> but I don't know I don't what think, that was. Okay, okay. I don't think that gets its own category. We like <laughs>
1: voice discrimination. <laughs>
0: So one girl who like it's supposed to be in a scene that's like the maidens lining up to try on the glass slipper. Yeah. And oh, the first right. woman in line, girl in line, is just like this kind of just like this like soft butch like <laughs> but she's teen. Like, amazing. Like her outfit was so <laughs> yeah, good. She's like a soft butch teen. <laughs> so and then weird. she talked and she was like, <laughs> Sup Chad. Or uh Austin. Sup, <laughs> Sup Austin. And he was like, no. And she was like, she later. Was like, <laughs> Like, no one cared. Like, I wouldn't say there was. Uh, wait, there was homophobia. There was I was forgot. Homophobia. And there was the other part where uh, Hillary Duff and Chad and Michael Murray they're, are texting. They're, they're instant messaging, and he doesn't really know who she is. And he's like, Are you a dude? Because if so, I'll kick your butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and we Which were like.
1: so weird. It was weird. He could have just said, I, you know, if we had to go there, he could have just said, like, I hope you're not a guy. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and she would have been like, I'm not. Yeah,
0: and then the best part is, it comes to her and she's like walking down the street with her hair like blowing in the wind, and she's like, "I'm not a guy." <laughs>
1: I'm like, why?
0: It was it was rough, but anyway. So, <laughs> I did not anticipate making a fourth category for homophobia, but there we are. Um, fat phobia, racism, and there's a lot of misogyny in it too. Oh yes, and the thing oh, is, like, yeah. the fat phobia and the misogyny kind of feed into each other. Mm-hmm. But, um. There is something about like <laughs> early 2000s pop culture where there was so much body anxiety. Yeah. You know, it's because of those low-rise jeans.
1: <laughs> it's all because of low-rise jeans. It literally is. Well, I think
0: it's that. And I think it's also because, like, I remember for me, I didn't know what anorexia was until Mary-Kate Olsen had it. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was Mary-Kate. And I think that, like, her getting that and it being
1: so public, be- it became, like, this hot-button, like, yeah. cultural issue. Eating disorders. And also the—just the women that were popular at the time were really, really thin. Yes. It was, like, the look. Paris Hilton. Right. You know, all that. Britney. Britney, yeah. Yeah. And they all had, like, literally almost inverted stomachs. <laughs> like, right. it was just right. a lot. Right,
0: exactly. So, I'm just going to read off the offenses of fat phobia real fast. <laughs> Here we go. Okay,
1: there's <laughs> eight. Oh, my so, God.
0: Uh, the first one, well, this is a comment about Austin in general, the Chad Michael Murray character. He's, like, mad at fat people, but also mad at skinny people. Like, he'll yeah. talk shit about his ex-girlfriend for, like, being really body conscious, but then will, like, when, like, a fat girl walked up in the line. Reject, uh,
1: like, brutally rejected. Yeah, and of course her name was, like, Helga. Helga.
0: I was like, are you kidding? Like, are you trying to make this, like... It was so lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like naming someone Olga, or, like... Yeah, uh, it was
1: like a Miss Trunchbull type move. Yeah, it was I weird. I was like, what the heck?
0: like, hello? So, okay, there's the line, laxatives don't count as a food group, which is said in the diner scene, Do you By look Shelby? confused. No, someone says it to Shelby. Oh. Oh. I was yeah. probably
1: one of her friends, right?
0: No, it was one of the boys. Oh. The boys are like <gasps> monsters. The boys are in like next level they're terrible. They're horrible. They're like we sexually harass you as a joke. Yeah, type, and they terrible. do. Like they, they do, try. Which is on the yeah. list here. When they're in the diner there's a fat man sitting at the counter of the diner and he's eating a bunch of food and he's talking to the server and he's like, "Oh, can I have a diet coke? I'm trying to watch my weight." And the server's like, "Well, it's not going anywhere." And I'm like, "What? I don't even remember that it happened." <laughs> I wrote down so all that. So random. I know. Just a
1: random extra?
0: Yeah. What? The guy who walks out at the end with the fries and he goes, send me a bill. It was that guy. And I was like, we're really having fat people punchlines? Like, this is sad. Oh, A lot of my different offenses are being condensed into uh, one point, but there was a part where, first of all, Chad Michael Murray is, like, obsessed with this, like, skinniness thing in this movie. Like, when he's walking around with Hillary at the dance, he's like, what would you rather eat, a rice cake (laughs) or a Big Mac? She's like, a Big Mac.
1: He's obsessed with girls' appetites. Yeah, it's, like, creepy. (sighs) He's like, I prefer a girl with a hearty appetite. (laughs) It's like, okay, but
0: you don't – you want a super skinny girl with a hearty appetite who never talks about the fact that she's skinny. Cool. Correct.
1: It's it's just – it's too easy. This
0: whole thing is just far too easy. Yeah, it's it's painful. That being said, one of the stepsisters, I would say, is like maybe like a size 12 between the two. The taller one? The shorter one. Oh, yeah. And the whole time I was waiting for there to be a phobic joke about her – and there never was. And I was yeah, actually really less. pleased by that. I was like surprised. They made
1: enough of a fool out of her in this movie. That's true.
0: They really <laughs> put those girls through it.
1: And they're they're supposed to be twins. They don't <laughs> they look like look twins nothing literally alike. at all.
0: That that's that's for the spinoff story. Yeah. They're not actually twins uncovering <laughs> the truth. Final two categories here. Uh there was a lot of racism directed at Regina, Regina King, King in this movie. It's just like Flying stereotypes. Yeah. But. It's really, it's not, like, discrimination, really, yeah. necessarily. It's just, like, like Jennifer Coolidge Blackson. calls her Betty Crocker from the hood oh. in their first scene together. There's a part where she wants to fight Jennifer Coolidge and she, like, she takes, takes her, her earrings, earrings out. out. Like, it's just stuff like that that's, like, really not cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Also, there's... And, yeah, just not reflective of her character. Right, because she's just, like,
0: a normal woman. Yeah. There's also this very weird thread of, like, early 2000s, like, white boys talking like rappers. hmm And that's just weird, like...
1: And they have, um, what's-his-face doing that, whatever his name is. Carter? Carter, yeah. Yeah,
0: but he does it in the beginning as, like, a... Bit
1: kind of, which I yeah. don't know if that makes it better. Because he said he's studying method
0: acting. <laughs> yeah, but the who I'm thinking of is like one of Chad Michael Murray's cronies who talks like that all the time. Yeah, um, that was weird. Which was weird. Speaking of Chad Michael Murray's cronies, these are my last things. My God, I have to say. <laughs> there is like this very very creepy moment when they're at the dance where one of the friends is trying to get with Shelby. Shelby. And he basically just starts, like, forcing himself on her. Yeah. I feel like that fucked me up as a kid. Yeah. Like, I feel like that, I was like, is that, like, normal? Is that a
1: thing? Because you don't even think about that.
0: Um, yeah. And it was really? also, like, in the middle of a dance.
1: Yeah. And then Zoro a.k.a. Carter, sa- <laughs> the the fact of the matter is him even saving her, saving with, um. Air quotes. Air quotes. Yes. Would not make her attracted to him, and that's a fact.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Like, he saves her, and then she, like, wants to make out with him in public instead of the it's,
1: other guy. Yeah, like, I just... It just was rough. And then rejects him when he tries to tell her that it was him. was oh, not good. Yes. Not also, good. when uh,
0: Austin is telling his friends why he likes this one girl so much, he says... She cares more about what's in her brain than
1: what's on her plate or what's on her than clothes. Or I think it was like what's on her body or something like that. I think it was about clothes or something. And then he was like, and she listens to me. (laughs) It's like, like, what? Like, what do you even have to say? You want someone to listen to you (laughs) talk about like girls' diets. Yeah,
0: right, (laughs) right. Someone for you to like preach the, um, (laughs) <laughs> the downfalls of diet culture yeah, too, right. like clearly a really red. And like,
1: I, I think that all kind of, probably the idea of all that came from just the fact that they're in the valley. It's supposed to be like valley girl type. I guess thing, but they don't. But, but it don't, doesn't work.
0: They don't talk about it enough no. for it to be like fleshed out that way. Also, the entire time, this is kind of not misogyny related, but the entire time Hillary Duff is like. Uh, Austin's gonna hate me and it's like yeah. you have no personality traits why would he we hate were, you? we were
1: like laughing through the whole thing <laughs> because she's just like I, I, I can't tell him like she's like I can't let him know who I am but like listen there's no reason there's no reason like it's not like he's gonna find out your dad died in an earthquake and then not like you <laughs> he'll probably be like he'll probably be like oh you need oh, me good thing yeah like I can influence you more now exactly yeah like, why do you think that? My last thing is that, of course, this turns into a, no, dad, it's your dream (laughs) thing. He's in the middle of playing, like, the championship game or something. He sees Hillary leaving in the stands. He's like, I got to go get her because I care about going to Princeton. (laughs) We got to eat some hamburgers. No, we have to eat hamburgers and go to Princeton together. (laughs) So he's like, his dad stops him on the sidelines. Son, what are you doing? This is your dream. No, Dad, it's your dream. Drops the mic. Ghost gets her. The drought ends.
0: Period. Horrible. And then one of the best lines in the movie at the very end, I didn't know about my dead husband's hidden will from Jennifer Glewidge. But, like, she's she's so campy that it works. But, like, in the overall plot, it's like, this makes no sense. You just have to, like, take the stylistic difference of her as a gift. As
1: camp. Yeah. Literally and just, her being in this movie is camp. <laughs> it's true.
0: But it's so weird because there's no context for it. Like, everyone else
1: is just acting normal. Yeah. <laughs> She's acting super weird. I think we could end this on one line that okay. I found particularly bewildering. Okay. Austin asks, do you believe in love at first sight? <laughs> Sam says, I'll let you know. <laughs> Which so means no. no. <laughs> They're slow
0: dancing, and they've already (laughs) had sight of each other for a while. And he asks that they literally "Mm." know each other. (laughs) And that just that That carries through the entire thing. Yeah, uh, this I agree. (laughs) I agree. This movie's a disaster. The dress is still good though,
1: and the soundtrack had some good moves. It, it um, made
0: some points in the
1: mediocre white man rock category. Yeah. Like, if you're sitting at the dentist, like, these are the songs.
0: <laughs> like, I'll be. <laughs>
1: very right, that yeah Nickelback-esque <laughs> yeah
0: Nickelback-esque but like a little less bad yeah I kind of love those songs
1: yeah so if you made it through
0: this uh, very detailed diatribe against <laughs> a Cinderella Story
1: you may qualify for a veteran's discount yeah I would love to know if you actually rewatched this yeah movie um, Jennifer Coolidge
0: is <laughs> iconic in it but the rest is trash yep yep Bye. (laughs) So
1: was the movie good? No. In my book. It will live on in our hearts. It will. And probably yours, too, if you're listening to this. That's also true.
0: (laughs) So we'll see you next time we're watching one of these movies. I have a feeling the next one, well, we know what the next one's going to be. A heavy hitter. It's a heavy hitter and it, it's good. We might get emotional like we did with Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah, like
1: I brought, I literally brought makeup wipes <laughs> in my bag because I'm wearing eyeliner and I know it's its going to get messed up. Yeah.
0: So uh, get ready for that and we will be back in your ears very soon.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye. You can find more from us at evergreenpodcast.com/slash sleepover-cinema and keep up with our latest creative projects at TupingPictures.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at TupingPictures and would love to hear from you there. And if you like
0: the show, if it brings back evocative memories of childhood or tweendom or babysitting, share an episode of your choice with your friends. And maybe even leave us an iTunes review telling us what movie you'd like to see us cover next. Sleepover Cinema is a production of Evergreen Podcasts and is edited and produced by me, Hannah Ray Leach. Special thanks to mixing engineer Sean Rule Hoffman and executive producers Michael D'Aloia and David Moss. Our show music is by Josh Perlman Hall.
1: We'll chat again soon. Bye. And Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs.
0: This podcast was produced with the support of the Ohio Motion Picture Tax Credit and in partnership with the Ohio Development Services Agency.